One of the greatest obstacles to crafting health and wellness is identifying and controlling inflammation. It's at the core of all complex and chronic diseases, and it's the driving mechanism that underlies the most common symptoms that people like you struggle to overcome. Join us as we explore cutting-edge science and research to give you the information and tools you need to create the quality of life you want and deserve. And now, here is the host of Inflammation Nation, Dr. Stephen Noseworthy. You know, one of the areas where inflammation kind of shows up as one of the main culprits in a very common problem is in the context of weight loss, or let's call it difficult weight loss. Um, call it wishful thinking, call it um, decades of uncorrected nutritional science, call it just bad understanding of human physiology. But there's this very oversimplified mantra, if you will, that if you want to lose weight, all you have to do is eat less and exercise more. Um, and that's great if it really truly is a matter of calories in versus calories out, calories being a measure of either energy consumed or energy expended. And, and honestly, all other things being equal, if you ate less energy, consumed fewer calories than that you expended when you were active or exercising, then sure, your weight would go down. The problem is, is that it's not as black and white as that. And there are a lot of metabolic variables that go into whether or not somebody is an efficient fat burner or if they're more efficient at fat storage. If you remember years ago, when the show The Biggest Loser came on, I, I don't know about you, but my wife and I, we, we were kind of enraptured at watching these people struggle and then overcome their struggles. And, and it was, it became almost comical when, you know, you could tell the people were putting in the work, they were obviously eating a controlled diet. So there's no way that they could have been sneaking food or overeating. But a lot of times when you get to a, the part of the show where there was a weigh-in, the uh, the trainers would be absolutely stunned. The people themselves would be stunned because after a week, not only had they not lost weight, sometimes they gained two, maybe three pounds. And it was the discussion that ensued was always, well, you didn't hit your calorie burn, meaning you didn't burn enough calories during that week. Or maybe there were some allegations that they were actually sneaking food and eating too much. And it's just, again, it's not that simple. And maybe that makes for good TV. Maybe it makes for good theater. But in the real world, when people are struggling and they have all kinds of problems attached to uh, their, their increased body weight or body fat, whether that is things like risk for heart disease or neurodegeneration, or maybe it affects their hormone balance, maybe it's just simply self-image, whatever the case is. And there's a lot of different reasons why people want to lose weight or lose body fat. The bottom line is, is that when you dissect or analyze all the different factors that go into whether or not you can achieve and maintain a normal or a healthy body composition, something that you're happy with, as well as say your clinicians and your doctors, we have to account more, we have to account for more than just what you eat and how much you move your body. Now, I will say this, that there are a lot of people that I work with um, who, when I ask them simple questions, like, are you aware of how much food you're eating in the run of a day? The answer is no. And are you tracking the types of foods that you eat? Or do you understand what a calorie is, what a macronutrient is, meaning a fat, protein, or carbohydrate? The answer is no. And so one of the first things that we'll start with in this series of episodes that focuses on weight loss and the role that inflammation plays is that number one, if you're not tracking something, it's very difficult for you to improve it. 
And despite probably what you might think, most of the people that I've worked with who wanted to and perhaps needed to lose weight were not overeating, they were actually undereating. In fact, in some cases, they were shocked when after they analyzed their own uh, dietary intake for a period of several days or so, you know, tracking it with something like MyFitnessPal or some of the other diet or macro trackers that are out there, when they realized that they were under consuming food to the point of maybe six or 800 calories per day, and that's a significant amount. Nevertheless, when you have that kind of awareness, when you have some loose targets or general goals to shoot for, what you're tracking tends to improve. In fact, that is, you know, this comes out of studies long time ago in organizational behavior. And I'll, I'll just tell you this as an interesting sign point, but you'll, you'll get the point very quickly. Um, there was a, a study that was done in a manufacturing plant, and they wanted to see whether or not productivity of the plant could improve without really changing anything other than the perception of the people who were working in the plant. And so what they did is they hired a bunch of people, actors essentially, to walk around the manufacturing plant wearing a white lab coat, glasses, carrying a clipboard and a pen, and walk around and pretend like they were watching what was going on and writing notes. So they could have been doodling or you know, solving, do, doing a Sudoku puzzle or something like that. But nevertheless, when the people who worked in the plant thought that they were being observed, their productivity increased significantly. And out of that comes you know, decades of, of wisdom, if you will, that basically says that what you pay attention to will improve. And so if you are in a situation where you're struggling to lose weight and you're not paying attention to the fundamental things like, are you eating enough food? And I'm going to say eating enough because I, I see far more often people are under eating rather than overeating. So are you eating enough food and do you have an appropriate macronutrient profile that fits your physiology? Now, very quickly, and we'll dissect this a little bit in more detail in a different discussion, but when I talk about macronutrients, I'm talking about protein, fats, and carbohydrates. And, and you can't just, you can't kind of guess. I mean, these are, are variables that you can manipulate to your advantage based on what your goals are, and ideally based on whether or not you understand your body to be more efficient at burning carbohydrates for fuel, or if you understand your body to be more efficient at burning fat for fuel. And there's different reasons why you might be more efficient at one versus another, or different reasons that you might actually prefer one versus another. But, you know, we ran into a problem back in, oh, I'm going to say somewhere around the 1980s. Um, that was the era of snack wells. That was when the medical community, the scientific community, and big food or big agra started to focus on fat as the enemy, particularly things like saturated fats. And so the 1980s became the fat-free, high-carb era. And this was, again, the era of, of like snack wells. And you might not be old enough to remember those, but if you are, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Things like cookies that you know were higher, high in sugar and low in fat and taste absolutely disgusting. You, you may as well just eat the cardboard of the box that they came in. And what happened and what ensued from the 1980s forward with this idea that everyone should be eating five small meals or snacks a day and consuming high carbohydrates, low fat, is we saw an absolute explosion in things like diabetes or insulin resistance, the pre-diabetic state. We saw an increase in cardiovascular disease. We saw an increase in obesity. And if we combine those things, we call it cardiodiabesity. Um, we saw increased rates of neurodegeneration. We started seeing children 
gaining weight and having health issues that we really didn't see in our society before. And it was all related, like in hindsight with 2020 vision, it was all related to a significant shift in the societal intake of carbohydrates over healthy fat. And I'm not here to vilify carbohydrates. It's just that you have to be smart about the carbohydrates you choose and you have to choose the types of macronutrient profile that's going to be effective for you. So one person might be very effective at losing or efficient at losing body fat and recompositioning their body um, simply by paying attention to eating enough food and maybe increasing the weight more. If that happens, if, if you are someone who can eat the right amount of food and then exercise more and lose weight, then congratulations, you probably don't have many metabolic challenges that include an inflammatory component. But if you are the type of person who struggles to lose weight and, and you're really frustrated because you think you're eating a healthy diet, you, you know that you're cutting calories, so you're not consuming too much food, and you're going to the gym five, six, seven days a week, Honestly, you might be overtraining and doing a little bit too much. But if you're eating right and, and moving enough and you're still not seeing the the um, the weight scale budge, chances are you have a metabolic obstacle that you're not accounting for. And we'll get into those in, in some of these additional discussions. And it might take a handful of these to talk about the things that we really want to talk about as it relates to inflammation and things like weight loss. But the first thing is things improve when you pay attention to them. So sit back and ask yourself, do I really know how many calories I need in the run of a day? And if the answer is no, then there are many calculators out there that you can put in data like your gender, your age, your, uh, your physical activity levels, and a couple of different variables. Hit the calculate button and it will give you an estimate of how many calories you need. And I say estimate because there are mathematical algorithms or equations that scientists use to estimate caloric intake or caloric requirements. And all of these are estimates. They contain a margin of error. And while I'm on that topic, on that topic, uh, when you start doing things like counting calories, which honestly I'm not a huge fan of, there's a 20 to 30 percent estimate or degree of error in the estimates of calorie counting. So I might be diligently counting calories, thinking I'm eating, for example, 2,000 calories a day, and maybe that's what I'm supposed to be eating, when in reality I'm actually eating 1,600 or maybe I'm eating 2,200. I could be undershooting or overshooting. And so there's a lot of margin of error. But the point is this, is that, we, you know, where do you start when you start to try to unravel the mystery of difficult weight loss? Why is it not happening when you're doing what you think is right? Number one is make sure that you know what your target targets are. And we start with total calorie expenditure. What do you really need in the run of a day? And then we look at your activity levels to make sure that you're doing enough and not doing too much. Let me throw a, a third one in there, which is really a subcomponent of the first one. It's not just about how many calories you're eating. It's about making sure that you have the right profile or mixture of protein, fat, and carbohydrates that is tuned to your physiology. Thank you so much for listening to the Inflammation Nation. If you found this episode valuable, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Be the first to know when a new episode drops so that you can stay on top of your game. It also helps others like you find the answers they need. And why not head over to my main website, drnoseworthy.com. That's drnoseworthy.com 
To explore my personalized functional medicine coaching programs, submit a question to the podcast, maybe take a quiz, or even reach out to me using the contact form that you can find there. We'll see you next time.